3: Five months have passed since Hamas brutally attacked Israel, launching a vicious war for Israel's very survival. As Israel fights for her existence, so many people around the world, even in America, Israel's greatest ally, have turned their backs on the Israeli people right when they need friends the most. Friends like us. The International Fellowship of Christians and Jews is on the ground in Israel, delivering critically needed emergency supplies to those suffering right now. There is an immediate Need for essentials like food, medicine, and emergency supplies for hundreds of thousands of suffering Jews. Many cannot return to their homes because of rocket fire in the north from Hezbollah. Israel is in desperate need, and that's why I'm partnering with the fellowship today. Every donation is urgently needed. To give to IFCJ, visit supportifcj.org. That's one word. Support ifcj.org. Your gift will be matched to double in impact and help provide twice the support. Support ifcj.org. God bless and thank you. Your holster is way more important than you think it is. It's just way more important than you think it is. What? Look, and I get that the holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms, right? You need to trust Northwest Retention Systems because it's all custom-made gear. It's the only thing I carry around. NWretention.com. That's NWretention.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get you 10% off. Both sides are the same. You ever said that before? I've said that plenty of times before. That's not really true, though. That's not really true. We're going to show a bit of a contrast tonight. And happy St. Patty's Day. You're going to want to stick around for the end. All that's coming up next on I'm (music) Pressure is a funny thing. It works. When you put pressure on people, when people feel... Enough pressure, they will inevitably react in some way. Not always the way you think they're going to react, but it's going to get a response. That's the nature of pressure. If I have a couple sons, I can pressure them in different ways. If one of them screws up in school, lets his grade slip, I can flat out tell him, "Well, that's really stupid. Why are you so lazy? Quit being lazy. Do better. You screwed up." He'll lower his head. Grind his way out. grades will be back up in a week. If I tell my other son that, talk to him in that way, he'll be crushed. He won't be able to function for a month. I have to choose a different way. Different reactions to pressure all the time. People are different. Politics are different, too. Politicians are different. We do forget. I mean, watch these people on TV all the time. 99.99% of these people you'll never meet. I'll never meet them. But they're still people. And they're odd ducks and different people react in different ways. The Joe Biden thing I've found to be extremely fascinating. When I say thing, I mean the whole concept around his presidency and how he conducts himself, what he does, what he doesn't do, because we don't think he has control of very much of it, right? Or any of it. Or maybe he has a lot of control of it, but wouldn't, would that make you actually more comfortable if you found that out? It wouldn't. I wouldn't find that to be any kind of comfort. But clearly, whether it's Joe Biden's choice or whether it's his staff's choice or the Democrat Party as a whole's choice or a few billionaires' choice, whoever made the choice, Joe Biden has not been accessible, to put it mildly. And we can blame all of this on joe biden's <clears throat> inability to do certain things is that fair but remember this is also the standard democrat playbook of course we would never heard about it when it was the Messiah. but Bla- barack obama he was one of the least successful presidents ever very secretive ran a very tight ship to his credit there weren't many leaks at all and just simply did not give the press access donald trump complete opposite The most open president I've ever seen in my life. You remember those impromptu questions he'd take every day, just roll right up to the press? All right, hit me with it. The Democrats have gone back to their standard model of, they're on our side anyway. Why do we have to say anything? Why do we have to answer questions? They all campaigned for us. They all did the best they could and succeeded in bringing down the last guy. Why don't don't we just keep it quiet? But back to pressure. That only works for so long. It only works for so long. You see the Biden campaign, the Biden presidency, they've taken quiet, insular to a whole new level. The Joe Biden presidency is flat out in the dark. So in the dark, the rumor is, remember I've told you this before? I had a friend of mine in D.C. tell me the rumor spread around D.C. is that Jen Psaki herself, that's right, the president's press secretary, sometimes looks like such a moron because she doesn't have access to Joe Biden. They don't let her talk to him. But now the pressure is ramped up because the D.C. media, again, people we see on TV, We don't humanize them, really, because they're on TV, but they're all people. Yeah, they're all communist activists, sure, but they're still all people. There's a lot of ego involved. In this business, when you do radio and TV and such, people tend to think because they're behind a microphone or or the camera, they're talking into a camera for a living, and people look at you and they want to take pictures with you. That People tend to think they're really important, that they really matter more than other people. And when you're a journalist and see yourself as some, of course, communist defender of democracy, well, a D.C. job at the White House, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. That's coming awfully close to the pinnacle of your profession. And when you finally get to that pinnacle of your profession and you do everything you can to destroy the last guy, to get this guy into office, you are going to feel entitled with that big ego of yours to have access... the man at the top. And they haven't been given that. And Joe Biden's starting to feel it. And now we finally have a date, March 25th. Mark it down. That is the date where Joe Biden will be doing his first press conference. But allow me, Jesse, the Oracle Kelly. Yes, remember, I gave myself that nickname. You're going to be disappointed. They're going to call it a press conference and they're going to build up as this big thing. Press conference time. Told you we'd do a press conference. Don't worry, you're going to get your press conference. That thing is going to be as tightly controlled as a press conference can possibly be. And it's going to end as quickly as a press conference finally can. Mr. Producer, please write that down. So once again, whenever my prediction comes true, we can play it back for you and allow you to enjoy me bragging on myself. Now, Joe Biden's trying to supplement his lack of a press conference by doing sit-down interviews. He just did one with ABC. had this to say.
4: A lot of the migrants coming in saying they're coming in because you promised to make things better. It seems to be getting worse by the day. Was it a mistake not to anticipate this surge? Well, first of
5: all, there was a surge the last two years in in, in 19 and 20, there was a surge as well. This one might be worse. No, well, it could be. But here's the deal. We're sending back people to, for, for, first of all, the idea that Joe Biden said, come, because I, I heard the other day that they're, they're coming because they know I'm a nice guy and I won't do what You're saying this. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. They're not. Hmm.
3: That's not, that's not what he said, right? That's not what Joe Biden said. Really? I, rem- I remember this. What I want for my people, I just
0: want patience and pest that we can get to the U.S. because they're having a new president, where's
3: Biden? He's going to help all of us. He's giving us 100 days to get to the U.S. That's what they see. you remember Joe Biden at the debate? There's going to be a surge. you remember the Joe Biden rhetoric and all the leading Democrats rhetoric? And remember, like I've been saying, Something you and I have to wrap our minds on. it's hard for us. I don't think this way either. We don't watch other political leaders from other countries. Americans do not. We're the best country in the world, most powerful country in the world. Therefore, other nations, the things they're saying, you'll read some headlines, but they're not super important to you. You don't know what Vladimir Putin's voice sounds like, almost undoubtedly. That's a big world leader from a big, powerful nation. Everybody watches your leaders. Everybody. It's not actually even the Joe Biden policies, the open borders, absurd Democrat catch and release policies that are causing this horrible surge so much as it is the rhetoric. And that's what I keep going on and on and on and on about setting the specific policies aside. The big problem is people in Central America watch TV. They see you get up on the news every day and practically invite them. And even now. Even now, when the surge is getting so bad and we're overwhelmed, we're shipping truckfuls of teenagers to Dallas and just parking them in a stadium at this point in time. Even now, with the surge this bad, They can't get themselves to adjust the rhetoric, which is the most important thing. They'll stand up now and say, well, don't come. Uh, We don't want you to come. But listen, we're treating everybody so well. You can't believe it. Everyone has health care and child care and food. Everyone's treated great. Okay, well, you just told them to come. You just told somebody poor and desperate in a violent nation to come. Well, they said don't come, but then they said three hots and a cot, baby. Get in the truck. You're telling them to come. Look, President Trump, to his credit, he always spoke differently about immigration. That's why he was the GOP nominee. I will always believe that. And I'm glad he's still out there speaking differently to this day.
6: They're destroying our country. People are coming in by the hundreds of thousands. Uh, Young children are coming in, and they leave their homes, and they come up because they think it's going to be uh, so wonderful. And frankly, our country can't handle it. It is a crisis like uh, we've rarely had, and certainly we've never had on the border. But it's going to get much worse. I mean, what you're seeing now is very bad record numbers, but it's going to get much, much worse. With a little bit of uh, time, you'll see those numbers expand uh, at a level like you've never seen before.
3: That's the kind of rhetoric we need to start ramping up. But I don't know if they have it in them. And they're two very different human beings, how they message. And I, it blows me away that half the country prefers Joe Biden. Here's what Joe Biden had to say about coronavirus, remember.
4: When is everything going to be
5: normal for Americans? Well, first of all, I won't even be able to meet the July 4th deadline unless people listen, wear masks, wash their hands and socially distance because not everyone by July 4th will have been vaccinated. How do you get the politics out of this vaccine talk? I honest to God thought we had it out. I honest to God thought that once we guaranteed we had enough vaccine for everybody things would start to calm down. Well they have calmed down a great deal but I just don't understand this sort of macho thing about I'm not going to get the vaccine, I have a right as an American, my freedom to not do it. Well, why why don't you be a patriot? Protect other people.
3: do you love how they talk to you? Well, look, I I love the outs they build in for themselves, too. I mean, hopefully July 4th, I don't know. Only if you do what you're told. It's not my... Look, if we can't do it in July 4th, it's because you didn't do what you're told. And stop being so macho and talking about freedom. Here, take this vaccine, put it in your body, I told you to. I don't think you do understand about freedom. Here's what Trump had to say about it.
0: Would you recommend to our audience that they get the vaccine then?
6: I would. I would recommend it. And I would recommend it to a lot of people that don't want to get it. And a lot of those people voted for me, frankly. But, you know, again, we have our freedoms and we have to uh, live by that. And I agree with that also. But it's a great vaccine, it's a safe vaccine, and it's uh, something that works.
3: Okay. I would argue to Donald Trump that's probably the percentage of people who voted for him that want it is probably lower than he thinks. And again, I'm not telling you what to do. You do you. Is he going to run again, though? Are we going to have another Donald Trump in 2024? I've said I didn't think he was, but feeling less confident after hearing this.
0: Are you considering 2024?
6: Well, based on every poll, they want me to run again, but we're going to take a look and we'll see. We have uh, first steps first. We have to see what we can do with the House. I think we have a very, very good chance of taking back the House. I think we have a chance of taking back the House. I think we have a chance to do better in the Senate. Uh, We need leadership in the Senate, which, frankly, we don't have. Uh, We need better leadership in the Senate. Uh, You have a good chance to take back the Senate. And frankly, uh, uh, we'll make our decision after that.
3: That does not sound like a man who's committed to sitting it out. But again, like I told you before when we had this discussion, it doesn't pay Donald Trump right now to take his name out of the hat. It pays Donald Trump very much to keep his name in the hat, keep your enemies on their toes, and keep yourself as a kingmaker. He takes his name out of the hat. He's completely out of power. People change the channel. They tune it off. They move on. If he might run again, wait, there's a new Trump rally. We better, we better go. Oh, there's a Trump interview. I better watch. It's very, very smart. Keep yourself on the front of everybody's mind. But publicity is something Donald Trump does very, very, very well. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. Now, I know you're stressed about the future of the country i get your emails believe me i get it i am right there with you it's not like i wake up every morning and think Whew, things are going well there's a way you can fight back while just living your normal life and saving money become a member of mammoth nation when you become a member of mammoth nation i'm a lifetime member when you become a member Your money goes to people running for office who will actually fight, veterans, law enforcement, guys who believe what you and I believe, who will actually fight for things. What do you get out of it? You get a laundry list of places where you get amazing discounts on things, travel, shopping, telehealth, wireless, you name it. Go, mammothnation.com slash jesse. That's mammothnation.com slash jesse. Sign up today. We'll be back. Tomorrow at 9 p.m., you're going to turn on The First. And you know why you're going to do that? Well, normally you do that to watch me, and who can blame you there? But tomorrow night, you're going to see a documentary. And while I happen to be a documentary nerd, I'm not telling you to watch this one just because it's on my favorite network, The First. I'm telling you to watch this one because it's going to have things in it you've never seen or known before, and you need to be aware of what's happening out there. Take a look at this preview.
4: So let's just imagine a group of friends in high school who get together Friday night and they're gonna drink their case of Budweiser in somebody's home. Then they start grabbing pills from the cabinets and they're adding to it. So now they're starting to use it, but these are pharmaceutical grade pills. Could they die from it? Yes, but that supply withers away. Mom and dad aren't gonna buy you more pills. Grandma's not gonna buy you more pills. So now you gotta buy pills. So you you ask around and -and so-and-so is selling pills on a street corner. Looks the same. Smells the same, we're gonna take it. But here's the difference. Those aren't chemists, those aren't people that are trained to make pills. So you can have one pill that is 100% fentanyl, or you can have one pill that's 100% cut. And, and dealers are street pharmacists, right? They're gonna mix whatever gets the person the high, and they there's no, okay, we're gonna have two ounces here and three ounces here of this. There's none of that. I'm just gonna do this and this and this, and here's my drug, and you want it? This is how much it's going to cost, go use it. If you like it, come back.
2: America's Forgotten Epidemic premieres Thursday, March 18th at 9 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on the 1st.
3: Bet you didn't know about a China cartel connection either, did you? Oh, yeah, it wasn't in the preview. You'll be seeing that. It is dark. This drug underbelly in America and China's participation in it, specifically trying to weaken our country, is dark. Tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern, that's appointment television. I won't even be here because the documentary is playing and I'll be watching it at home with you. We'll talk about it the next night. Now, back to the task at hand. The filibuster. I don't expect to bore you with a bunch of Senate rules, mainly because I don't know them, but I do know this. It takes 60 votes to pass a law in the Senate. What they're trying to do, when you hear them talk about the filibuster, abolish the filibuster, what they're trying to do is make it so 51 votes, which the Democrats have, will make anything law. Essentially, it would be one party, complete rule in the United States of America. It would be... I hate saying things like, the end of the country, because then you sound like a nutball. America would never be the same. It would be amnesty, gun control. It would, be a, it would be a smorgasbord of everything they ever want. But Joe Biden's the moderate president, right? Down the middle of the road.
4: I know you've been reluctant to do away with the filibuster. Aren't you going to have to choose between preserving the filibuster and advancing your agenda?
5: Yes. But here's the choice. I don't think you have to eliminate the filibuster. You have to do it what it used to be when I first got to the Senate and back in the old days when you used to be around there and that is that a filibuster you had to stand up and command the floor and you had to keep talking alone you couldn't call for you know uh, they no no one could say you know quorum call once you stop talking you lost that and someone could move in and say i moved the question of so you got to work for the filibuster so you're for that reform you're for bringing back the talking filibuster i am that's what it was supposed to be
3: we know what they want and look There are some heavy hitters out there, Democrats. They're calling for this.
5: Rather than protecting the finely balanced system our founders created, today's filibuster throws the system out of balance, giving one half of one branch of government what amounts to veto over the rest of government. It promotes gridlock, not good governance. As I said, senators don't have to stand for even one minute to shut down the Senate. All they have to do is to threaten it phone it in, catch a plane, go home from Washington, and come back Monday to see how their filibuster's doing.
3: Gridlock. I love gridlock. I don't want good governance. I want you to
7: leave us all alone. Mitch McConnell stood up and said, you don't want to do this. Nobody serving in this chamber can even begin, can even begin to imagine what a completely scorched earth Senate would look like. None of us have served one minute in a Senate that was completely drained of comedy and consent. The most mundane task of the Biden presidency would actually be harder, harder, not easier, for Democrats in a post-nuclear Senate that is 50-50 dead even. If the Democrats break the rules to kill Rule 22 on a 50-50 basis, then we will use every other rule to make tens of millions of Americans' voices heard. This chaos would not open up an express lane to liberal change. It would not open up an express lane for the Biden presidency to speed into the history books. The Senate would be more like a 100-car pileup, nothing moving.
3: Keep your eyes on that. I will tell you, I don't think they're going to do it. I think this is one of those political moves where they're threatening it, but I don't think they will. guess we'll find out, though. Now, warrior's heart. I've been telling you about Warrior's Heart because it actually matters so much to guys who need it. It's easy to forget about the veteran out there who's back from combat and he's got PTSD. He has alcohol problems, drug problems. He's all torn up. He's lost. He's in a bad place and he needs help. It's easy to forget about that guy unless he's sitting in your living room. Warrior's Heart hasn't forgotten about him. Veterans, hear me now. 866-950-0636. 866-950-0636. 866-950-0636. 866-950-0636. 24 hours. They're there to help you. We're talking inpatient, outpatient. They have a huge facility. They can bring you in. Go get help. The only shame is not asking for help. Go to Warriorsheart.com slash the first. That's warriorsheart.com slash the first. We'll be back.
4: what's up everybody ufc president dana white here and i have been waiting a year for this day to tell you we are back ufc 261 on april 24th will be in jacksonville florida with a full house of fans full capacity at the five-star veterans memorial arena this is a stacked card in front of 15,000 ufc fans ladies and gentlemen We are back. UFC 261 on April 24th, Jacksonville, Florida. Three title fights, 15,000 fans, and I just want to say thank you, Jacksonville. I love you guys, and we will see you soon.
3: I got goosebumps look even if you're not a fight fan how could that not excite you somebody having the guts to take things back to normal joining me now to talk about that and other things a guy i used to watch beat people to a pulp when i was a kid so this is a special treat for me ufc champ professional fighter frank mir frank i I think it's a great symbol setting aside the ufc part of it for everybody i think it's good to have somebody leading and saying hey we don't have to hide in a shell forever
4: Absolutely, and the UFC was also the first ones to actually start putting on shows and just obviously working within the parameters of what everybody wanted to have done with the uh, the COVID, you know, uh, protocols. But uh, they've shown that they have uh, already been uh, trailblazers and taken initiative in already in the past, especially with uh, the current climate.
3: Frank, one thing I've noticed, especially in this current environment, is professional fighters have really stood out as being the the sane ones the rest of the sports world seems to have gone total social justice warrior nutballs and people don't want to see that and ufc fighters consistently bellator fighters professional boxers these guys are always stepping up and saying the opposite of what everyone else is doing what's that mentality like why
4: Well, I think a lot of times people uh, are seeing, you know, and you're seeing that with a lot of our mainstream, especially everything coming out of Hollywood. I think a lot of people are trying to take that direction of going, hey, we don't want to upset the far left. We don't want to, you know, trigger anybody. So I feel like you're seeing a lot of that occur with some of the social justice uh, warriors that you're having now in our our, our, our sporting world. I think that, though, uh, a lot of the fighters have realized that there's a difference of opinion, uh and fighters are kind of cut from a different cloth than a lot of the other athletes and uh i think that we know hey when we have the mic after a fight i don't think it's time to be political i think a lot of people tune into sporting events to have a distraction to escape reality and hey if you want to on your social media in your own time i myself find the times that i do that you want to speak out do it at those times if you're surfing the social media, you're going to run into people's political opinions. You put on a football game, I feel like you should have to be able to uh, be able to enjoy it without it.
3: Agreed. Frank, how do you do what you do? I've, I've always wanted this. I know a lot of people do. Obviously, you're an athlete first, but uh, people hate getting in fights. I always hated them, gotten tons of them. I couldn't imagine doing that for a living you strap yourself in a cage with somebody who could kill someone with their bare hands and you fight him for a living what's that mentality like how do you do it um i think
4: that all humans we do have that or certain humans have that in us where we were warriors and we want to test ourselves and that's what martial arts has always been for me it's something i do to build myself up to be a better human being because it's hard it breaks me it's an adversity And uh, when I go in there into a ring or a cage and fight somebody, I'm testing myself. I'm testing against my own will, you know, my own fear, my own anxieties. And when I come up short or even when I succeed, uh, I have something to work on in the gym that will make me a better person. It gives me a purpose, a reason why I eat a certain way, wake up at a certain time, read a certain amount of books. Uh, I feel that sometimes if you're just getting up to clock in and come home and watch TV, life loses meaning. So that's what it is for me, and I think for a lot of guys that fight, we just we have an objective, and it gives us something to train for, and you know it, it fulfills that warrior uh, uh, urges. Yeah,
3: that makes sense, Frank. You had a great piece, USA Today. You wrote an article about men playing in women's sports. Quote: "Not a fair fight. Our athlete daughters shouldn't have to compete with tran- transgender women." I can't imagine why this would be a controversial take, and yet in this day and age, I'm sure it's been met with some criticism.
4: I my mind was pretty blown when it first came up. I actually, uh, when, when people first started sending me articles about transgenders competing and being accepted, and some of the things going through with the Biden, you know, uh, act, I was blown away. I, I was like, wait a minute, is this? Uh, are you sure we're not watching The Onion here? You're not repeating something that's satirical, correct? And no, sure enough, people want to be accepted so much that they're willing to go ahead and break norms that just make no sense whatsoever. Hey, look, there's a difference in the sexes. We see it in the military. We see it in sporting events, you know, XX, XY chromosome. There is a difference. There is a small select group of people that fall somewhere in a gray area, but that could be left up to the councils to figure out what's going on with that. But if you have, you know, a Y chromosome, and you want to compete against double X you have an unfair advantage. You went through puberty. I mean, there's a difference between my son and my daughter who have the same genes. But my son now, who's two years younger, is exponentially stronger than my daughter. And they both train like monsters. It just There's just no making up for physiology. It is what it is. Uh, and so there's just a point where we have to, I understand trying to be inclusive, but we have to also be not afraid to hurt people's feelings and sit there and go, hey, at the end of the day, There's certain things you're just not going to be able to change. For example, you're never, as a man, transferring over to a woman, you're never going to give live birth. It's just never going to happen. And so there's certain situations where it's like, look, science has gone far away, but so now you're telling me my daughter can't have babies naturally because it's unfair, that's going to hurt someone's feelings, it's going to trigger, make you feel uncomfortable, you're not accepted. To me, that's the mindset there, that now my daughter is going to be competing against men because you want to be able to say, well, she's a woman through and through. No, she's not.
3: But it, it, it blows me away how there aren't even, I mean, feminist groups, not that I've really ever been on the side of the feminists, but I can't believe they're not leading this charge right here. What's healthier for women than sports? Teamwork, physically healthy, it's great for women. And this this is the end of it. It was, uh, I, forget, I don't think it was UFC, it wasn't long ago, a professional fighter. A man decided he was a woman and fought one of the best female MMA fighters and caved her skull and almost killed her. This is terrible. Yeah. It ruins women's sports, but this is great for women. Yeah, you're seeing records being broken down in cycling
4: and weightlifting where you have men that have transitioned over into women. And it isn't fair. The whole reason, you know, sports is a phenomenal venue for people to test themselves, push themselves. And look, women on a whole, and I'm not saying there's not exceptional female athletes that can compete with some men. Uh, There are some women in the gym. I mean, there's women that bench press 400 pounds and there's men that can't. So there are those exceptions, but they are not the norm. So if you want a platform where our daughters can perform and compete against each other, get scholarships, maybe continue on to be a professional athlete, you're going to now mix in the men. It's like, well, then why do we have the WNBA and the NBA? If we're all just going to compete together, then let's just throw it all together. You know why we don't? Because it would be the NFL.
3: There would be no females competing. Frank? Who's the guy you watch and you're blown away by today? I'm talking about MMA, boxing, whatever the case may be. Who's the fighter? You're looking at it like a professional who you look at and think, daggone, that's a bad man.
4: (laughs) Vasily Lomachenko is definitely my favorite combat martial art. He's a boxer. And uh, 396-1 and is an amateur uh, gold medalist, Olympian. Just the guy's unreal. Uh, he just came up short in his last fight. I think it was a bad strategy. But the guy is, it's like watching the Matrix. His ability to move in front of people, to swim right in front of somebody throwing punches at him. He does things I've never seen any other boxer or any other combat athlete do.
3: That's awesome. Vasily Lomachenko, now he's appointment television for me. Frank Mir, it's been an honor, sir. I appreciate you very much.
4: And likewise. Thanks for having me. Uh, give me a platform.
3: Appreciate it. You know I'm 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 having as much fun as anybody else when I poke fun at the WNBA and things like that. But the truth is this. Women's sports is good for the country. It's good for women. It's good for everybody. They used to do women's sports back in Sparta. This is healthy. Are we really going to allow a tiny percentage of the population destroy it? I don't have daughters. If I did, I'd want them playing sports. No, they'd probably play better than my sons. Anyway, we still have a great show. Now... Let me tell you something. You have to quit dipping. I'm not pointing fingers at you. I'm not judging. There's no blame here. Why? Because I had a dip in my lip for years. Years and years and years and years and years. I loved it. But that's why I'm qualified to tell you, you got to stop. It's not good for you. And you know all this. So don't roll your eyes. I'm not just pointing my finger at you like your father telling you what you can and can't do. There's a way out. Jake's Mint Chew. You see, it's actually something you can put in your lip to replace it. 11 different flavors, a long cut. Four different flavors of the CBD pouches, which I would highly recommend. It works. Get some for yourself. Or if you have a friend or relative and you want them to quit, stop pointing your finger. Start helping them. Get them some Jake's Mint Chew. Tobacco-free. Nicotine-free. All-natural. Go to jakesmintchew.com, use the promo code JESSE. That'll actually get you 20% off. We'll be back. Why are states like Texas being overrun? Well, rhetoric matters. The things our politicians say really, really matters. And when the president of the United States of America says this on television, they're watching
4: do you have to say quite
5: clearly don't come. Yes I can say quite clearly don't come and what we're in the process of getting set up and it's not going to take a whole long time is to be able to apply for asylum in place. So don't leave your town or city community. We're going to make sure we have facilities in those cities and towns run by DHS and also access with HHS, Health and Human Services, to say you can apply for asylum from where you are right now.
3: So don't come. We're going to bring the border to you? That's, that's the message we're sending now. Joining me now to talk about that and other things is Siri Kim, a Republican congressional candidate in Texas's 6th District. Please support this lady. Ma'am, aren't we saying all the wrong things? We're constantly telling illegal immigrants not to come or don't come or come later, and then we're just explaining to them how nice things are if they do come and that we're going to help you out later on.
0: Also, I think it's actually a Joe Biden talking problem. He seems to forget two things. One, words don't matter when you're president, your actions do. His actions have been consistently, since he was vice president under Barack Obama, to create these migrant centers. His actions were to ensure that people could have a porous border. And now, what we see in the state of Texas alone, since he's become president, is that we have 110 thousand illegal immigrants coming into the state of texas so words don't matter actions do and the second part of it is that joe biden seems to forget that you cannot actually create government facilities in other countries unless you have their permission the last time i checked the mexican border was run co jointly by the president of mexico so did joe biden think that he could put us troops in mexico without talking to the mexican president
3: he just, he's confused. What What is the right thing to do about illegal immigration? It's not overly complicated. Their countries are more poor. Our country is the richest in the world. Americans, by the grace of God, are humane. Nobody wants the landmines set up at the border. At the same time, we can't have this, Siri. We can't be overwhelmed like this. We won't have a country. That's
0: right, and it's... The solution is very simple. It's the common sense solution that you and many of your colleagues talk about, enforce the laws illegal immigration only occurs because people know if they come into this country, they won't actually have the laws enforced against them. But what is the most true thing is that people like my parents who legally immigrated from Seoul, South Korea, and waited 10 years to come over, is that if you obey the law coming in, you obey the law when you live here. And so the premise for every president and for any congressional candidate such as myself is enforce law, and you will stop illegal immigration.
3: As Seoul as cool of a city as people tell me it is? I don't know if you've ever been there or not, but I just had a buddy get back from there, and he's like the fourth person told me it's the coolest city in the, in the world.
0: It is very cool, other than Arlington, Texas, where I currently live right now, but I
5: think
0: you would have the best <laughs> time there. You know, come come here. You will have a great time. I will take you to Wet n' Wild. We'll get some barbecue, some margaritas. It's a good time.
3: That's that's You know what? That's a date. I'm coming. I'm bringing the whole fam. All right, Siri. Arlington, Texas. I'm glad you brought that up because I'm in the burbs of Houston. You're in the burbs of Dallas. Not that that makes me better than you, but it does. But anyway, that's another story. We are being overwhelmed in Texas by relocators, places who are relocating from other states. Now, some people love that. Some people hate it. I am one of these people, I'm extremely concerned when I hear about the new California businesses with 2,500 Californians coming here. Not because I have anything really against Californians, I'm against how they vote. Uh, Why should Texans or shouldn't Texans be worried about such things?
0: I always say to everybody, keep Texas, Texas. If you're coming to our great state because we have no personal income tax, we have amazing schools, we have a great quality of life, why would you come here and change it? Why not just stay in your state? I think the biggest issue that most Texans have is that we have an over one million people that have come to the state of Texas in the last few years. In order to support that increase in individuals, whether they come from California, Florida, or New York state, we have to have strong infrastructure. But most importantly, we have to have jobs for the people of Texas so that we can keep Texas safe, we can keep Texas strong. And as my campaign motto says, let's get back to business. We have to allow small businesses to open their stores.
3: Why do you want to be in Congress? You're an attorney. Sounds like you got a good family, a good life. That place sucks. If you've ever been to D.C., it's horrible. Texas is awesome.
0: Well, you know, I think what it is is that the great American dream is somebody like me whose parents were janitors. My parents cleaned toilets and empty trash cans in the same district that I'm running to Congress in. And I think that it's incumbent upon people who believe in the American dream to run and to fight the fight and stand in the... We cannot have silly people like a squad who know absolutely nothing about anything, who the last thing they read was probably their Starbucks receipt, go in there and manipulate the levers of government in order to increase socialism as opposed to the greatness of this country.
3: I love that. I hope you have that on campaign posters. My parents clean toilets <laughs> in this district. I don't know why. That's just extremely cool to me. I think that's awesome. Siri, what kind of district is it?
0: You know, it's mostly small businesses. 99% of my district is small businesses. So if you drive up the corridor from Houston, you know, where they don't have speed limits, you go through Ellis County, Navarro County, and then you come up to the southern parts of Fort Worth and Arlington. But the best part about my particular district is people are really nice. They're not all rich. Most of them have just, you know, day-to-day jobs. They have a corner store. But you come here and people welcome you. They're so friendly. And I always get asked this question. Isn't it hard to be an Asian American? Isn't it hard to be a woman and run in the old boys network of Texas? But they're actually the people that welcome me the most. I think people are excited about supporting the American dream. And they're excited about supporting someone who's passionate going to Congress and ensuring the American dream is great for all generations.
3: All right. You can come down to my suburb if you want and run here. Siri Kim, everybody, (laughs) thank you so much, ma'am. I appreciate you.
0: Thank you so much.
3: We have, as you know, it's St. Patrick's Day, and we want to pay homage to St. Patrick's Day, even though nobody really knows what the day is all about. Hang on for this one. It's St. Patrick's Day today. I'm not your father. I'm not going to do that thing. I make sure you're careful tonight, but make sure you're enjoying your day responsibly tonight. But enjoy the day. We Irish, we want you to. And who can forget this legendary story from Mobile, Alabama about a leprechaun?
2: Curiosity leads to large crowds in Mobile's Crichton Community. Many of you bring binoculars, camcorders, even camera phones to take pictures. To me, it look like a leprechaun to me. I got to look up in the tree.
6: Who else seen the leprechaun? Say yeah? yeah!
2: Eyewitnesses say the leprechaun only comes out at night. If you shine a light in its direction, it suddenly disappears. This amateur sketch resembles what many of you say the leprechaun looks like. Others find it hard to believe and have come up with their own theories and explanations for the image.
6: My theory is it's casting a shadow from the other limb.
0: Could be a crackhead that got hold to the wrong stuff. And it told me to get up in a tree and play a leprechaun.
1: we don't get down to the bottom of this. You're yeah, still on there, guy. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, man.
2: This guy, helping to direct traffic, says he's prepared for his encounter with
1: the leprechaun. He's suited up from head to toe. This wars all spells right here. This is a special leprechaun flute, which has been passed down from thousands of years ago from my great-great-grandfather, who was Irish. I just came to help out.
2: Others just came to get lucky in hopes a pot of gold may be buried under this tree.
6: I'm going to run a hole and uproot that tree. I, wanna <laughs> I, to to I, I want to the know where to go. I want the gold. <laughs> Give me to go.
3: <laughs> uh, happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. Remember, our documentary tomorrow. be here. I'll see you. You don't have to dip forever. You know that right? You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. It's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum, sunflower seeds. I I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's mint chew. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. It's tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, you get 10% off. more details. Burden and bringing stability the foundation helps gold star and fallen first responder families as well as our nation's most catastrophically injured heroes and homeless veterans join tunnel to towers on its mission to do good 95 cents of every dollar you give goes directly to its programs donate 11 dollars a month to tunnel to towers at t2t.org that's t the number two t.org never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices our heroes have made for us